two sports fanatics, both with some background in MMA, looking to provide some of their thoughts on what goes on in the world of mixed martial arts. A jiu-jitsu practitioner who is not afraid to get her feet up and provide a stellar knockout or get your jits on, teams up with the Fly Guy, a karate kid turned boxer who would enjoy putting you to sleep by embracing your neck. Tie the Fly Guy. Live from your favorite podcast station, it's Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles, Laurel versus Ty, and it starts right now. Hey, what's up, the KTC crew? We are back for episode 18 of the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. Two straight numbered fight cards in a row that delivered. And I think after all, after going through most of October with, uh, okay, we'll watch, like, kind of like Snooze Fest. Mm-hmm. We finally got treated to some entertainment towards the end of October and to kick off November. Oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to see a little bit of what the pound for pounds male fighter in the world can do. And in the next on the next pay-per-view, we can see what the pound for pound female fighter gets to do. But We'll cover Amanda Nunez when that time comes. For now, it is Kamara Usman's time to shine. He did such a good job. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm really proud of the Kamara Usman. <laughs> you know who I'm proud of. Who's that? Thug Rose, Thug Rose, Thug Rose. Yep. That one was, ooh, that was such a great fight. I am also proud of Vera. <laughs> well, I picked Vera to win against Frankie Edgar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the least enthusiastic, oh, yeah, I've ever heard. Well, because Frankie was winning that fight and then he got caught with that front kick, and I was like, oh, no. Are you going to um, take it for your front kick of the night? Because that should be your front kick of the night because that's your thing. Well, I'm just saying that's true. I will pick it as my front kick of the night because da, 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 you picked Edgar to win. I did pick Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I sure and did. Ron and I picked Vera to win. Yeah. That substantially increased my my score. Yeah, because everything else we picked the same. So, <laughs> like, okay. Hopefully, hopefully, it changes with this next fight card. But I'm not putting my throwing all my eggs in a basket just yet. We'll to see what happens. Yeah, this fight card was tougher to pick than the last fight card. Oh yeah. So before we get too involved talk about what we're gonna discuss on today's episode and that is episode not episode UFC 268 uh the main event between Kamara Usman and Colby Covington for the welterweight title Mm -hmm. then we will do some predictions for UFC fight night Holloway versus Rodriguez 
which is looking to be a pretty good card on paper. So we'll have to hope that it, although I know a lot of MMA fans are going to complain, especially the ones in America are going to complain about the early start time, but yeah, nothing you can do about it. It's okay. We have a bye week. Husker Nation has a bye week. <laughs> I don't. We have the, ba- I have the Baylor Bears this weekend. Mm. So mm. that's going to be a Edmonton Waco in an early game. So it's going to be, so I'm going to be pretty much split screening. Like right here, I'll have the Sooners game. And then right here, I'll have the fights. And then once the game is over, I'll switch. Because I think the game is supposed to be over before the main card starts. So I'll throw the main card on the big TV and then we'll be good to go I'm hoping, though, that I'll, I'll be dragging a deer out of the woods. <laughs> Is that what we're going to do on your bye week? Yes. Yeah. Go deer hunting. Well, the season starts for firearm this Saturday. However, in Nebraska, you can use a crossbow for your firearm tag interesting but actually i got an archery tag nice but you can use you can use it during the season so that's fun yeah <laughs> so i'm going out go out and enjoy while i drag I'm... it through the forest i'll go rrr, rrr, like grunting noises like guys do <laughs> mostly because deer are really heavy to pull out yeah I imagine. my strength there you go. <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm doing. After. Oh, wait. Oh, I think there's a top uh, boxing fight this weekend. I'm oh, not... is it Bud? I Bud think it's... Yeah, I think, I think it's... Uh, I think Crawford is one of them. Let me check mm-hmm. before we get started because that will be something we can discuss a little bit in our MMA segment, which we will... Or our MMA news segment, which... Because we had two big fight cards back to back, there hasn't been a whole lot of news that popped up. Hold on. It's not. Oh, you know what? Because it's MMA, it's not boxing. That's why. Right. Um, I was pretty sure Bud's fighting this weekend because he had like this big send off in Omaha. He invited everybody to the, to, to a stadium send off thing. Right. At an Uh, arena. Oh, that's next next Saturday is Terrence Crawford. Hmm. So not this coming Saturday. Yeah. So oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, UFC is the only thing that's going to be happening November 13th. But tomorrow, November 12th, we're going to have Chris Cyborg fighting. Really? She is fighting. Let me see the name. Interesting. I don't think it's Sarah. Sinead Kavanaugh. Oh. No idea. I have Sorry. no idea. I don't but, know. But Pam Swarson's fighting, so that should be fun. Is that on Bellator then? Yeah, it's a Bellator. <laughs> Valerie Lareda is fighting on this card too. What? You never heard of Valerie Lareda? No, I have. Okay. I was going <laughs> to say, like, what? <laughs> Well, I'm looking at the card, so I can't see the, I cannot see your facial expression right now. Mm. So that might be why I'm like, uh, like, yeah. I was being facetious. Ah, I see you did there. Mm-hmm. Ha. So 
that'll be an interesting fight card tomorrow. Um, depending on what I'm doing, I'll try to watch it, but yeah. I'm not gonna rush it. But before we end up becoming more, before we end up transforming into squirrels, we should get right into our recap of round, well, we should get into round one, which is our UFC 268 recap. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. And I, I converted into a squirrel earlier today. Oh, so yeah. sorry in advance. <laughs> okay. Here's <laughs> our recap. Our recap. Good fight card. Very I give it an A plus. I actually would have given it an A plus. The only issue I had, hold on. Yeah. The only issue I had with it was like every, it started off. This was like one of those fight cards where it had a lot of promise from the prelims because it was like, there's knockouts, there's no knockout, there's no knockout. Like, mm-hmm. okay, there's one decision. Like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a quick night. Main card comes along. Every fight on the main card was a decision, except for one, which we discussed earlier. So, but are you not entertained? I mean, oh. it was a pay per view card. You better get your money's worth. Yeah, you're not wrong there. It was four hours well four hours well spent. Yeah, it was. It's actually because it was almost two a.m. when. Well, actually, it wasn't two a.m. because we had daylight savings time, so I actually got an hour back from that. So it was three hours well spent in a sense. That part sucked. The daylight (laughs) savings time. Yeah. Whoever thought of that is crooked. You aren't the first person and you won't be the last person to say that. I know it. We should all rebel. Well, if we can rebel, we can just move to Arizona. That would make it easier. Arizona doesn't have it. I can't handle that heat. Ah. Kills me. Yeah. It would be the death of us all. (laughs) Um. I do want to touch up on two fights in the prelims, though, I want to talk about, if you don't oh, mind. Yeah. Uh, Chris Barnett beating Jan Volante. A lot of people thought Volan- this was Volante's retirement fight. So, like, oh, like, let's get the, well, the matchmakers made, like, it'd be something interesting, excuse me. Um, and Barnett, like, kept backing up, backing up, like, but it seemed like Volante wasn't really doing a whole lot, so I'm not sure why he was backing up. And then he got hit a couple times. And he backed up and then out of nowhere comes with this wheel kick and hits him right in the head. And he like fell flat, like, yo, go big, go beast boy, go beast boy. They're impressive, aren't they? Those wheel kicks. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I kind of like the moment that Barnett had um, at the end when they were talking about like his victory, he kind of wanted to give Volante his spotlight because it was his retirement fight. We like talk about like this guy is so awesome and like I appreciate him for taking the fight and this and that. Like he wanted to try to send off Volante in a better way, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure Volante appreciated it. But it's it's tough when your last fight um, as a professional is you getting knocked out. Maybe that only reaffirms why you're retiring. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> Good way to put it. 
And then my other one I want to talk about is Alex Perea, Perea, excuse me, beating Andreas Michaelides with a flying knee KO. And I didn't really like recognize like why why are they talking about Perea so Perea so bad like so much. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that this was the guy that has one of the very few guys that has a win over Israel Asanya. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so let's see what this guy's got. And like that flying knee against a guy that was undefeated at that point, like, <laughs> ooh. And he definitely made a good impression. Alex definitely made a good impression on it in his UFC debut. You always like to see that, don't you? Oh, yeah. Up and coming fighters that are good. Mm-hmm. Not that fighters are bad, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's always nice to see that spectacular up-and-coming, that up-and-coming, I can't speak today, up-and-coming fighter who has that spectacular finish that turns everyone's head, turns everyone's eyes Mm -hmm. in the direction. I am so sorry I cannot speak today. I think my mouth is dry. <laughs> well, what I like about it is you gotta you have a guy that um, has a fantastic finish, a great fight, and you know he's going to be competitive in his weight division mm-hmm. instead of just another kind of middle of the road guy entering the weight division. So, right, it'll oh, be good. It will be good. It might be, oh, well, it might take him a couple of years before he gets a chance to go up against Israel Adesanya, but mm-hmm. if he can pull off victories that he, like he pulled off on Saturday, woo, yeah. watch out. Yeah, that'd be a battle, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But main card time, and it started off with a bang. Yes. Justin Gaethje. Gaethje. Oh, my gosh. Gaethje, you're right. Can I have a do-over on that? (laughs) Never mind. I am not Bruce Buffer. (laughs) By the way, it was glad to have him back. Oh, yes. I love Bruce Buffer. Yeah, I don't think we discussed it last podcast, but Bruce Buffer did end up missing 267 because he came down with the poor, he came down with the Rona. The first number card that he wasn't on since I think like 30 something. I wonder what he does with all of his money. I don't know. The question to ask Bruce Buffer if we ever have him on the podcast. Oh, we should. He might be out of our price range. Yeah. This Which is zero dollars, by the way. <laughs> I'm like probably like negative 50. <laughs> you have to give me money to come on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I know he has his own podcast, so he's on oh, he does. I think it's kind of called It's Time. I've heard it, I've heard like snippets here and there, but I kind of want to like dive into it a little bit deeper. So I Maybe we can back. trade him. Like, we'll go on his podcast. He can come on ours. I like it. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> um, Gaethje beating Chandler. I thought the fight was going to finish earlier than 
what we saw, um, huge back and forth affair. Uh, yeah. I did say almost finished Chandler. Um, Chandler gained my respect a lot. I didn't, I didn't, didn't see him a lot in Bellator. So this mm-hmm. is only my third Chandler fight I saw. He may be one and two, but man, is he a tough fighter. Yeah, he takes a lot of punches, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. And he just keeps on kicking. He has amazing cardio. Oh, yeah. You think like he would have, like, I think the cardio is probably what kept him in there because mm-hmm. any other fighter going against Gaethje would have been done like within within that two and a half rounds. Actually, no, it would have been done within like one and a half rounds, really. Yeah, and I think last week on the podcast that uh, I had said Gaethje was a little bit more of an active fighter than what I thought Chandler was, but I think that he really stepped it up on this this last battle and and uh he did a great job it's just he just came up short um be interesting to see how who they pair Chandler up with next because he's I feel like even though he's lost he still has a wide variety of options but I feel like they'll probably try to put him with someone like a little bit lower down like maybe mm-hmm. outside the top 10 right um as for Gaethje does he get the winner of Poirier and Oliveira? Of course he does. I agree. He deserves it. Because mm-hmm. you have, if Oliveira ends up coming out on top, it's a fresh, fresh matchup. And I think Gaethje would have a really good shot as, because even though he doesn't use his wrestling a lot, we got to see a little bit of it on mm-hmm. Saturday night, but his wrestling is underrated. He can cause some damage if he's if he has taken you down excuse me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no no doubt I think that he's he's right up there ready to go and I personally would like to see Oliveira for for Gaethje but we'll just see how it comes out I guess I kind of want to I kind of really want to see Poirier win it because that first it'd be a rematch between Poirier and Gaethje they had that yeah that's true three and a half rounds it almost went four rounds like it, I think that was the longest Gaethje went before he fought Ferguson mm. so that would that's just gonna be see where both I think that fight was oh my gosh that was I think Gaethje's third fight in the UFC and I think that was his last his his loss against Poirier was his last one so you're going to match I kind of want to see the rematch, but I wouldn't mind seeing Oliveira Gaethje it either. The only problem with that matchup is that Poirier has to lose, and I don't really want him to do that. Right. I don't want him to lose either. I know. Be heartbroken. Yeah. We'll text each other tear faces. Many, many, many tear faces. <laughs> with a, with with a, with maybe like a smile because because uh, Oliveira's probably one of the more wholesome guys out there yeah but we'll see um (laughs) man like this lightweight division is just crazy right now um oh actually speaking of Gaethje um he made a comment that he should be next to the title Habib actually interjected some kind of uh comment himself and thinking that Islam Makachev actually should be fighting for the title not in that Gaethje. Wow. Well, of yeah. course, 
Habib is going to say that. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, Islam Makachev will fight anybody. Oh, yeah. He'll fight anybody. He, feel, he'll fight anybody. Yeah. I think, yeah. Those, I think Makachev might just need, I think he needs one more fight, though, before he fights for the title. Of course he does. But he'll so, fight anybody. Yeah. So I would he, think he's, oh, you know, it'd be fun to see him, who would be fun to see him fight. No, I don't know what you're thinking. Oh, you're not in my brain. <laughs> um, remember okay. the bet the bet we had to make at the end? What shirt we have to wear? Oh my gosh, Connor? Mm-hmm. You just want to see Connor get his ass kicked <laughs> time and time again. Like, Connor, you fight everyone before you retire so you can be, get beat by the entire division <laughs> i mean i'd be lying if i said it wasn't true <laughs> because i i, I just want to see makachev drag connor to the deep waters before <laughs> he ends up being submitted because he can't defend a submission to save his life that's true i want him to i want him to have to do a ground and pound on connor though for like four minutes of a five minute round and then choke him out for a minute. <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> um, there was, speaking of Conor McGregor, Michael Chandler wants to throw his hat in the ring to fight Conor. Why? I don't know. Well, it makes sense because both fight fighters on two fight losing streaks. But yeah. I feel like Chandler could take him though, but I don't know. I just think Connor should leave. <laughs> As we all hope. <sighs> yeah. Well, let's let's diverse from the uh, squirrel Connor talk because that's gonna open up a whole another can of worms right there. Okay. And move on to Shane Burgos and Billy Quarantillo. <clears throat> um, I'm not going to lie, like, it was, like, there was a lot of strikes, and I think it was, like, let me look. Um, yeah, 712 full attempted strikes. That's you an incredible amount. It is, for a three-round fight, too. You think, like, this fight, like, if you saw this on paper, like, oh, this must have been an entertaining fight. Honestly, for me, there wasn't a whole lot of damage. Like, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of damage thrown, or at least they don't, they both didn't seem that hurt. I was like, I, I like violence more than the next person, but man, like, I felt like it was probably the meh fight on the card. Sometimes when, <laughs> When they were fighting, they actually looked like kangaroos bluffing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it reminds me. That's, actually, that's actually a good thought. That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, I it was interesting. I mean, that's certainly a, a high number of strikes. What do you have the stats on the striking accuracy? It had uh, to have been low, right? No, actually, I think it was pretty high. So let me just pull it up real quick while I'm thinking. Um, I know Billy Quarant 
Tilo couldn't take down Burgos. He was 0 for 14 of takedowns. Wow. To try and do a takedown 14 times, though, you have to be exhausted. Oh, definitely. Jeez. All right. So here are the stats here. I'll even share them with you because I am a kind person. If it makes sense. So his, his corner should have stopped him from doing so many takedowns. Right. So we had total strikes. Um, Burgos had 232 um, landed at a 329 thrown. And then Quarantillo had 196 total strikes thrown, uh, landed at a 383 attempted. And then the significant strikes, uh, Burgos 193 for 288. And then, yikes, Quarantillo was 164 for 349. Wow. So they that weren't. Dude, dude gave all he had. Yeah. Jeez, huh. like, and then the control was about the same, but whatever they threw, they just either weren't very accurate. They, they just both fighters were not very accurate in their striking. They were going for quantity over quality. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what it was. But Burgos got the decision. Um, 29-28 sounds about right. Because I think I think that's how I scored it. I know one round definitely went to Quarantillo. Although I was like, by, by like halfway, by this end of the second round, I'm like, I just really want to get to these fights. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, close fights. Kudos to them both. Just... Right. Try to be more accurate next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, I don't have to, much to say about that fight, except that they just both gave it all they had. And there wasn't really much separation mm-hmm. between the two, in my opinion. But Agreed. I wasn't counting strikes either. <laughs> imagine how much time that would have taken to count all those strikes oh my gosh do you have do you does somebody have like a clicker click 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 click. you know like when people enter into a venue they click, 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 click. no but there i know there's a <laughs> clicker in uh in the classroom i work in so i can try to take it for a day <laughs> just for 15 minutes but I just need this for Saturday so I can count it and then you can have it back. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but now we get to Marlon Chito Vera defeating Frankie Edgar via a knockouts. And it's the title of our podcast uh, by a front kick. Oh, he front kicked him in the face. <laughs> that was a perfect Joe Rogan impression. Thank you. I wasn't even trying, but thank you. (laughs) I was trying for Michael Fisping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Oh, he front kicked him in the face. (laughs) But it was definitely shades of your guy, Anderson Silva, when Cheeto Vera threw that uh, kick. Yeah, he, uh, it was impressive. He was really active as per his, uh, um, usual fighting style active guy mm-hmm. still a little flat-footed for my uh liking um, right but the one thing that he vastly improved was 
matching the pace of Frankie Edgar. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I was most concerned about in that would be, you know, Edgar's a high, high energy guy, but. Oh yeah. Seemed like uh, they bounced around for the first couple minutes, not much, much action, but once they started getting moving, mm-hmm. they, they were good. Yeah. Um, I think Edgar was pretty much winning the striking exchange and ground control. I think like we talked before we went on, that mm-hmm. I thought Edgar was, I'd have to see how the scorecard was, but looking at the numbers like in front of me right now, I shall mm-hmm. look at them right now. Um, here we go. So Frankie Edgar had 138 total strikes to Marlins, 110. And they were actually very close on significant strikes. Frankie mm-hmm. Edgar had 94 and Marlin had 88. But that one knockdown <laughs> right. was, of course, the KO. Um, Frankie Edgar did have almost a full round of ground control time. So I think if you were to look at these numbers, you would think that Edgar probably would, he had to have said maybe it was 1-1 going into that final round. Yeah. And depending on what would have happened in this round, someone was going to win or it was going to be a draw. But Marlon Vera made sure that the fights did not go to the judges. He's a good man. Yes, he is. <laughs> the only fight on the card that did not go to the, on the main card, I should say, that did not go to the judges. And I hear that that knockout was your front kick of the night. In it should be. Horse- <laughs> it was the only one. Yeah, <laughs> the only front kick. <laughs> in like how many events now? <laughs> And how many how many front kicks ever really? It shouldn't it shouldn't matter. It was the front kick of the night. It shouldn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get on to the next fight, I do want to talk a little bit about Frankie a little bit about Frankie Edgar. Do you think? I don't like throwing the retirement word around fighters, but I'm starting to think that. I mean, he doesn't have much. He doesn't have anything up to prove. So, why not? Just like, I mean, unless he unless he still loves fighting, then by all means, go for it. But yeah, he's, like he's been dealing with a lot of devastating knockouts lately. Brian Ortega, Corey mm-hmm. Sandhagen. He's actually. It's funny because he's kind of like been knocked out in some of the more like highlight ways. Yeah, it, higher profile fights for mm-hmm. sure you had what frankie edgar no i'm sorry brian ortega like escaping the clinch and throwing an uppercut that just flatlined him and then Corey sanhagen flying kneeing him and now he gets he gets front kicked to the he gets oh he gets front kicked to the face <laughs> um and i think he got knocked out by the korean zombie too i might be wrong on that song it on no, the uh, Chan Sung Jung. Oh. I think he, I'm pretty sure he knocked him out too. I'm actually going to look real quick. Yeah, Chan Sung Jung knocked him out. Yeah, he's actually, oh my goodness. He, ever since that title fight lost to Max Holloway, 
he's lost three of four, all three of those losses by knockout. Oh, ouch. And his only win was a split decision. His he had a split decision win against Pedro Munoz, which a lot of people thought that Munoz probably should have won that fight. And so, not good, Bob. Not good. <laughs> but, well, I mean, if you get to Frankie Edgar's caliber of fighting, mm-hmm. and you're no longer a contender for a championship belt or a title fight then what are you in it for exactly like what's the drive i wonder if it's like his passion or does he really think he has more to prove because i don't think he has he hasn't anything to prove like he's he's pretty maybe much he wants to win one yeah maybe set up <laughs> a retirement fight with someone that he can win against get the yeah. win and then right off in the sunset yeah yeah but We'll see what happens with Frankie Edgar going forward. Um, yeah. Wishing him the best in his recovery. Cheeto's moving on up. I think he's like in the top 10 now. So it should be interesting to see who they match him up with now. <clears throat> Indeed, Lee. Now we get to your favorite fight. Woo! Man, I was worried though. Mm-hmm. I was unsure. Oh, yeah. oh, I think, yeah, definitely. Um, split decision, Rosenham. This is kind of like a little bit of like, sh- this kind of felt like when Rose fought Ioana the second time because it was kind of like the same result because Rose knocked out Ioana in the first fight. In the second fight, it was razor close. Like a lot of people thought Ioana could have won that one. Although mm-hmm. I think in that one, I think I leaned more towards Rose winning that one because she did a lot more. So it was the same thing with this one. So we had Rose fighting Zhang Wei Li, the first fight, knocking her out. And then the second one was just, ooh, was just way too close to call. I, the, the fifth round though, when Zhang Wei Li just let Rose sit on top of her and just, she just ate shots and ate shots. That just, that wasn't a good look when in the middle of the fourth round, when that happened mm-hmm. and Zhang Wei Li just didn't even try to escape. She was just basically kind of defending herself towards the end of the end of the round, not doing much. Right. Then I started to think that maybe Rose was going to win this fight because if, if, a, if you're fighting someone and they go, to the ground and just lay on their back and let you beat them mm-hmm. you should you should lose yeah. <laughs> i mean i was kind of disappointed in john way lee that she allowed that to happen right with rose and if you're rose why wouldn't you as long as you uh maintain control and keep striking why wouldn't you take her to the ground and do that? I mean, it's just common sense. Yeah, and didn't we talk? No, go, go ahead, I'm sorry. I, I feel like she, uh, I was kind of surprised that Rose took her down like that. They really didn't talk about that in, in the corner. It's the corn, I love her corner because 
she gets to express her fighting style how she sees fit right and her corner is like i'm you're gonna you're gonna ignore the last 13 minutes or the last 10 minutes or or whatever the last 15 minutes and you're just gonna breathe and then trevor's gonna go and he's gonna talk to you about what strategy you should implement and i I just love that style of, of corner that she has because uh-huh. it, it reminds you, hey, forget about what, what you've done in the past because it doesn't matter. Right. And think about relaxing your body and refocusing and then think about what you're going to do to finish this off. So props all the way around oh yeah major props all the way around um hey the one thing though that i was ticked off about in that fight what's that so dana white had a hundred thousand dollar bet that canelo would knock out what's his bucket that he was fighting i don't even know i don't even know either and he was watching boxing during the women's fight Oh, I think I remember seeing that. Yeah, probably from my Twitter because I thought that was so freaking disrespectful. Yeah. I hated it. Dude, you can you can find out if you won later. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely would have said just wait. I felt I although it was really weird. Um that that definitely is like disrespectful because that's your those are the people that you're signing and all that and you're ignoring your back. Although it's really like why would boxing want to have one because I know I th- I feel like there's this golden rule that promotions try to schedule rounds that way it's not interfering with like big events. Why are you schedule why are you having the fight with Canelo start at the same time as the co-main event like that makes no sense to me no idea I think whoever runs the that boxing promotion because I um what what boxing promotion is that because I know it's not top rank um WBC I guess is what you would call it yeah was that pay-per-view or not Canelo if it's Canelo I'm pretty sure it was pay-per-view yeah Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like any Canelo fight should have been a pay-per-view. It a pay-per-view. Um, but what do I know? Um, Whatever. Get your shit together, Dana. <laughs> um, we have to talk about you every week. Right. You're like, why do... Well, uh, we have to talk about someone negative every week. So it's... Although it does seem like more, more commonly it's either Dana or it's Connor. So... Usually, I I swear we bring up Dana every week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think so. Going back to the Rose versus Zhang fight, um, it was super close. Um, I definitely had it 48-47. Four and five definitely went to Rose. I had two and three for Zhang Weili. That first round was just way too close to call, which I was really surprised that the very first fight of the card could be that close. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't really agree with the judge that ruled it a 49-46 because I didn't see it that way. Like, um, and of course we'll get more into that a little bit late. We'll get more into that in the main event. Um, for me, Zhang Weili landed more strikes, but Rose was better um, with the significance of her strikes and with the ground control. I think she controlled it for seven minutes. Yeah, seven minutes, exactly. Um, and yeah, Rose is more accurate with her significant strikes than Zhang Weili was. Yeah. So, yay for Rose. Um, oh, what should be next for Rose? And I'm going to say this once and hopefully once only. I know it's going to fall under Uncle Dana's deaf ears. Give Carla as far as her title shot. Oh, yeah. Do it. Tweak at Dana. You suck in every direction. Yeah. But you could partially, quarterly, redeem yourself. If you give Carla her title shot. If you give her the title shot. Although I feel like, because Dana was a little, eh, he was like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this and it's probably not the right term. He was very wishy-washy with it. With giving Carla her, like, oh, is Carla next for the title shot? Eh, we'll see. Like, um, the girl Who else does he have in mind? Who in that division can beat Rose right now? No one. Because Andrade is no longer in that division, so. Mm. But, man, Dana, like, you gotta. It's not all. I hate how the world revolves around money because I feel like this is what, what the problem is. Like, he doesn't think Rose versus Carla is gonna promote or sell much. But if you really think about it, it can because it's the rematch of the first ever strawweight title bout in the UFC. Dude, like you can run with that. You just gotta do a better job. You gotta find a way to promote it. And it, that that would that would sell for me because I would love to see how these women face off against each other seven years later. Maybe, actually, it's probably gonna be close to eight years later once the fight comes off. But give Carla her spot, her shot. Poor Bavor, times five, times ten. What I would like to see is a women's main card with one male fight. I would love to see that. Because <laughs> it's always so opposite. Yeah. Yeah. We have four or five dudes fighting rounds, four or five fights with just dudes, and then one fight with women. Let's switch it up. Let's switch it up. I like it. But don't make it pay-per-view. Ooh, okay. Like a fight night card? Yeah, where everybody can watch <laughs> to see what these women are made of. Yeah. I mean, they've come a long way in the sport. There's some real, I almost said ballers, but there's some real savages. There you go. That's a better term. Um, yes, we will start a petition for that. I'm going to tweet at Dana White when we're done. <laughs> I'll remind you. <laughs> I don't follow him, so I wonder if he'll see my tweet. Well, he's verified, so he doesn't see a whole lot of anybody's tweets. Unless he just doesn't respond to them. But... That bastard. <laughs> um, 
Main events, Kamaru Usman defeating Colby Covington, unanimous decision. Usman retains his welterweight championship. Um, they changed it up a little bit. They both used a little bit more of their ground game because I know last fight, last time, they like kept it standing for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Usman yeah. is a savage. Yes, definitely is. He almost got the he almost got Colby out of there in the second round. What did he break in the first fight? No, what what did Covington break? Oh, um, his foot. Oh, <laughs> he kept going for the veterans. Yeah, he kept going for the veterans and the firefighters and the police, all the first responders. Which, <laughs> which, it, which, good for um, yeah, good for him that he's fighting for something that he believes in. So, sure, I go with that. And I just really, haha, I made it dark and I make it light. Sorry. I have squirrel moments right now. Um, Usman proved that he is definitely the number one pound for pound fighter. Um, mm-hmm. Although Ra- Colby almost got him round four. Um, but I mean, Colby's, Colby's as tough as it. Like, I may despise his persona and the way he carries himself, but dude, he's a good, I'll give him credit. He's a good fighter. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of Carlin McGregor-ish in his uh, attitudes. Yeah, just without the, um, yeah, he trash talks like McGregor, but he doesn't exactly have the out, out of the ring activity that Connor does. Right, right. So. I think that fight win is expected, except for that little fourth round incident. But, uh-huh. you know, I think both fighters fought a good, a good fight. And I think that Usman is just the better, the better man. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is tough. Like, I want to see... Um... I want to know what's next for Usman. I know he's not going to fight the rest of the year. Um, I don't know. I feel like the Walt White division needs to just play itself out because there's not. So he's beaten Colby Covington twice. He's beaten Nori Masvidal twice. He's beaten Gilbert Burns. Um, I don't know. Who's, well, Leon Edwards is the only real legitimate shot, um, but we'll talk more about Leon Edwards here in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, and yeah, I'll talk about, actually, yeah, let's talk about that in a little bit because that actually could be an idea for Usman because of the news that came out a couple days ago or a day ago. He, he, could, he could go down to a light heavyweight. He could go to light heavyweight and try and win in two divisions. You mean middleweight? Yeah, sorry. Exactly. Well, I think that he... I think I don't think he has the frame to fight at light heavyweight. You don't think so? Mm-mm, I think he's. I think Usman would be a little too small for light heavyweight. Yeah. Oh, let me check. Well, me... he well Costa is going up to to light heavyweight. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's fat. Um. Yeah. Sorry, Usman, Usman's only six foot six foot tall i don't think oh yeah I don't, he might I don't, be a little he'd yeah. be a little too small for light heavyweight um he can go down to middleweight though 
He's got to be a massive muscle though. He'd have to lose muscle, I think, to do that. Right. And I think the only other issue is um, Kamaru and Israel Asanya are like friends. And I think the only way he would move up is if um, right. right now what it's scheduled to be is that Izzy is supposed to fight Robert Whitaker. And if Whitaker ends up beating Izzy, I think that would give Usman enough uh, enough the chance there to like, you know what, I'm going to go up a weight and try to beat double champ. Mm-hmm. So I think that fight, and I think we might have mentioned it. So if we didn't, ooh, we're announcing that apparently Izzy versus Whitaker 2 is supposed to take place in February at two UFC 271. February cannot come soon enough. <laughs> I want to skip Christmas, skip Thanksgiving, New no, Year's. No, no, don't skip Thanksgiving. At least give me Thanksgiving and then we can skip the rest of it. <laughs> I want my turkey, damn it. I don't I don't care for turkey. Okay, steak. It's a weird meat. Yeah, turkey is a bit of a weird meat. But I just like it because I can eat the the leg, whatever it's called. The drumstick? Yeah, the drumstick. I can act like <laughs> a bar- I can act like a barbarian when I eat it too. <laughs> I eat wild turkey. That's a little better than store-bought turkey. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Yeah, give you that freshness of the wild. So you want to hear our scores? Or I would love to hear the scores. I want to see how much I have to make up. You are sitting at 13 wins and 16 losses. I am sitting at 17 wins and 14 losses. August, September, October, November. Well, we're, we're not still quite. close. We're yeah. still close. Yeah. It's only like three months in, so still got nine more months to go. From here on out, I'm going to pick every fighter that you pick. <laughs> well, <laughs> you have yet to see my picks for this one. <laughs> I'll be like every time, oh, you go first. You go first. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm like, nope, nope. We're flipping, we're flipping, we're flipping, flipping. Um, before we move on to our predictions, sadly enough, we did not get any, um, what was it called? We did not get any, oh, forum questions. Oh, so, sadness. Much sadness. Okay. What is there to ask? Um, there, there, I figured there'd be a lot to ask, but I think, I, maybe everyone had already asked their questions to other podcasters. Um, there wasn't really any controversy, though. True. Yeah, I feel like most of our questions mainly revolve around like whatever controversy ha- controversy happened right. on the card. So, but that should not mean that you guys should stop. Should not send us form questions. We actually, I'll probably be able to send. And oh, you know what else that might have happened? I sent the form in late because I didn't send it until Monday and so well it was two it was 2 a.m by the time the card started like I'm not tweeting out let's start the forum at 2 a.m in the morning because we're probably gonna get drunk messages by then (laughs) at 2 a.m like no lie like most of the bed (laughs) <laughs> yeah, some it's either I'm ready for bed or 
I'm drunk. <laughs> but that's okay though. Okay. I think the good thing with this early card is we can send the forum out early before anyone goes to sleep or gets wounded. But it is quite the fight card. We have the main event, Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. So mm. start off with um, Miguel Beza versus Chaos Williams. What are you thinking? I'm letting you go first. So that way I can switch up if I need to. Okay. I'll gladly go first. Um, I know Beza's favored to win this, but not by a large margin. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think one thing that Williams needs to do is watch for the front kicks and that big looping right hand of Beza's. Uh, he seems to like to throw that a lot. Not uh, in, not like a super powerful guy where he's throwing really powerful uh, combinations. But uh, I think that if if Williams watches out for for the kicks and uh, watches that right right hand, which is throws a lot of jabs or or looping rights i think williams is actually going to be the the winner here i think that he is far more aggressive uh in in the ring he's had some decent fights that he has has taken on Uh he he he's behind in in the numbers as as far as the matchup is concerned but i do think that he is more of a his mental mindset i think is looks better in the ring i'm kind of going out on a limb i feel like a picking williams but i i do think that he is the more powerful fighter of the two it's funny you mention that because that's almost exactly what I wrote on my notes. Um, but they're both two great strikers with, <laughs> I wrote down two great strikers with terrible nicknames because Miguel's nickname is Carmel Thunder. Chaos yeah. Williams is the Ox Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. Interesting names. Um, but yeah, I honestly agree with all your, with everything that you said. Um, Chaos. Chaos is the name that jumps out at me a little bit more because of his flashy highlight reel knockouts. Miguel's had a quite a few, have, have, has had quite a couple. Um, but in the end, when it came to me, like predictions, give me one right now. I have Chaos Williams winning this one. Um, yeah, I don't think either fighters had a lot of significant fights, mm-hmm. but the ones that they've had watching watching the uh the tapes i just feel like williams is looks looks the better fighter oh yeah of the two so right um (laughs) so you remember how you mentioned song yidong earlier yeah yeah that's gonna be our next fight song yidong versus julio arce arce (laughs) so we're back with yidong but his his nickname is zombie something, right? That's uh Chan Sung Jung. He's the Korean zombie. 
what ooh, actually what is no I don't think Song Yidong has a name. No, I think he does. Oops, not your dog. Your dog. Let's find out. <laughs> oh, maybe later. Um Yo, hold on. Wait, so if this is true, I'm gonna. This is okay. He doesn't have an official nickname, but he does sometimes go by. He does sometimes go by the Kung Fu Monkey. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> really? It's it's hilarious. But can a monkey do kung fu? the dream well have you seen uh the jungle book yes well didn't the monkeys do kung fu there or no was that uh just karate i think uh, was it karate i don't remember i don't remember if he walks out to the song everybody was kung fu fighting i will just die of laughter i will be (laughs) rolling on the floor let's make it happen Let's make it happen. Um, I have it as this is two well even fighters. Definitely a good matchup on paper. Um, this one was really t- tough for me to pick. Um, yeah. I didn't really have a whole lot to go off of, um, but I'm actually going to go against Yadong and pick Julio Arce by decision. I actually had had picked ours too i i'm not i think yadong's fighting style to me is kind of average um a little bit i shouldn't say boring but a little bit on the the slower side there seems to be kind of longer gaps in between his his combinations uh so he gets in throws a few punches and and gets out and you're like you should have hung in there and and battled it out a little bit more i really like um arse's fighting style how he gets in and instead of slipping all the way out slips slips to the side so he's kind of more of a tradition has more of a, a traditional boxing look uh, mm-hmm. that that I'm a big fan of um so I had also picked Yadong to to lose I just don't think that he is I don't think this is a good matchup for him as far as fighting styles are concerned and, and I think that Ars is going to get it I don't know that he's going to get it by um Finish. by any sort of knockout i think maybe it'll come to a decision mm-hmm. and ours will just simply get it because he throws more punches and more significant punches but i don't see them taking it to the ground i'm not sure um just from my recollection i i didn't write anything down about the ground game so it must wasn't uh i guess it didn't strike me as something that really both fighters are 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 keen of yeah i don't think either one of them are really 
I think they both prefer to keep it standing. Mm-hmm. And to me, sometimes with, if I wanted to watch a fight, more of a boxing match, then I'll, I'll watch boxing. But to me, an MMA fight with, with stand-up isn't, is it, it, it's not my flavor. Gotcha. No. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, you want to talk about the next one? It's a female fight. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, I'm going to make a decision before, before you do today. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know who I'm, I'm deciding. I, Spencer is, is, uh, is favored to win. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Man, her fights are just, she takes a beating. Spencer does? Yeah, she's, she just, she stands in there and gets hit. And I think that if you have kind of a, a high striker, I think that's a j- dangerous strategy. Not necessarily because you're going to get knocked out, but you're just going to live, you're going to lose on significant punches. She doesn't really impress me much um on the ground and she doesn't seem to throw a lot of leg kicks I just I am confused on how she actually won on her her highlight videos (laughs) I mean it's just like watching her is 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 kind of plain but on the the other hand, Letson hasn't fought for three years, I think. Yep, three years. Is that right. Mm-hmm. She hasn't fought since the her Ultimate Fighter heavy hitters finale fights. That was and, almost three years ago. Actually, over three years ago. And she is a heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. And I think that if. I'm, I'm leaning towards Letson because I think that if Spencer allows her to do that, it's going to be, it's not going to be good for her. So I'm, I'm actually leaning towards Letson for, for this one. Um, probably by decision. I just need to see Spencer do more. (laughs) Sorry, I said to think for a second. So I'm trying to think of how I can word this. Um, it's definitely an intriguing fight. Um, Spencer is on a two-fight skid, losing to... She lost to... Oh, she lost to Nunes for the title at UFC 250. And then she would lose her next fight to Norma... Was it Norma Dumont? I think it was normal. Yeah, it was normal Dumont, which was actually kind of surprising. Um, because I thought um Spencer had that fight. Um, but Letson is making her UFC with I initially wrote her UFC debut. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, she did fight a while back. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's not well known. Um, wasn't the tough heavy hitters um series, but she was out for three years. And I mean, unless you're um Oh gosh, who were the two fighters? Well, Dillshaw came off the two-year absence and won. Misha Tate came off of a five-year absence 
than one. Um, there was another fighter that came off for long absence than one. And I'm pretty sure it's in my notes somewhere, which actually, let's go through real quick. But while I'm going through my notes, um, I actually, I like Spencer's um, ground, ground game because she, that's pretty much how she's won her fights. Like, she's like, I'm definitely not going to say the female could be by any stretch of the imagination because once she gets you on the ground, she is going to try to look for that, um, look for any kind of submission she can take and then just go with it. Um, and I don't even see where, no, I don't see where it is. Um, but that's, it's okay. Um, I kind of worry about Leah Letton's ring rust. She definitely is powerful, but being out for years can be a little tricky. Um, mm -hmm. And Spencer, even though she has been dealing with the skit, I still think she's probably one of the, I mean, the woman got, went three rounds with Cyborg and was, like you said, taking a lot of beatings, but still standing through. Yeah, Felicia, Felicia went through a five-round fight with Nunez and took a severe beating, yet she still kept moving forward. And so I definitely think she has the chin and she has the cardio to keep moving and just keep pushing the pace if she can. Sadly, I don't think she won any of any round against Nunez, but the fact of the matter is that Felicia's tough and if you give her any kind of opening, she will take it. Mm -hmm. And with that long-winded explanation, I'm actually going to go against your pick, and I'm going to pick Felicia Spencer to win and get back on track, and I have her winning by third-round submission. Ooh. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, next up, we have Ben Rothwell versus Marcos Rodrigo de Lima. Um, I funny thing is I never heard of Marcos Rodrigo de Lima until I saw like I'm pretty sure I would have heard it in passing but I didn't know he'd been in the UFC for as long as he has been um uh, same with Ben Rothwell both UFC veterans um both I suppose have great striking because they both have won fights by knockout uh -huh. but, uh, I'm, I'm actually gonna be that person right now and Unless your name is Francis Ngannou or <laughs> Derek Lewis or even Cyril Gaon, Jaron Zeno Rosenstruck, any of those yeah. fighters that can finish you in one strike, yeah. I'm going to be like, this is going to be me during the heavyweight fights most of the time. <sighs> this fight just doesn't entertain me that much. So, and then I, I know I got to make a pick. So I'm just going to go and make a pick. And I picked Ben Rothwell to win by decision. Ben, ben Rothwell is, I think, one of the more exciting heavy fighters. He's he's really busy on the ground. He's he's flexible for a big man. So he has a good combination of of punches and, and leg kicks. And I'm picking him to win because I don't see Del Lima being able to compete with that. But but Rothwell is 
is a is a quick dude and he's got some legit kickboxing skills as well as a ground game. I'm going with him to win. I think that Delima is or Delima is um he's just not as good of a real, well-rounded fighter. If if something's not working, he has nothing he he doesn't have as much to go to. Right. Um if 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 the punching isn't working. And I think even if his punches are working, Rothwell's going to take him to the ground and, and bust on him there. So I just don't see him winning this fight. Yeah. So good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, and that actually was the co-main event. So now we can hit the main event of the evening or I guess the afternoon when it, well, she'll be probably around dinner time when, the fight, when that fight starts. So, yeah. yeah. You want to go ahead and start it off? Yeah. Who who made this matchup? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Rodriguez, though, he should be very interesting to watch. He's got a really wide variety of kicks that are pretty dang impressive. The yeah. only thing about him is that he fights with such an open stance, and Holloway is a very accurate striker and uh, if if Rodriguez is going to open up that lane for him Holloway is going to take advantage of that all day I'm I'm picking him to win I think that he's the better striker he's the more accurate striker and he's faster than than Rodriguez and I think Rodriguez will probably try and keep uh Holloway at bay with those with those kicks He's very, very good at him. And I think that that's, it's going to be Holloway's biggest uh, challenge in, in getting any sort of, of, of knockout is, is Holloway's or uh, Rodriguez's kicks are going to interfere with his ability to move in and, and get close to land close punches. So I'm picking Holloway to win, but I'm, I think Rodriguez is no slouch. Oh yeah. Well, I actually just um, I I just pulled something up real quick because I agree with basically every every yeah I basically agree with everything that you have said because Pierre Rodriguez definitely does have that open stance. Um, I've noticed it a lot because there have been times where he has been clipped and it hasn't looked pretty for him. No. Um, so, and then, dude, Max Holloway, I feel like he's, like, the best, like, in my opinion, he's the best non-champion on the roster right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a shame because, like, he had, like, he's pretty much the only guy that's really taken, jeez, um, what's his name, Alex Olkonoski to mm-hmm. deep waters, just for some reason hasn't been able to get the job done, which what that pretty much speaks volumes to how strong um, Alex Volkanovsky is. Um, That's all I got. Actually, hold on. And then there's one reason, there's one big reason why I kind of went, well, not the big reason I'm picking who I'm picking, but this, this moment earlier in the year just like screams like golden for me. He's even listening to the commentary team. Oh, 
Yeah, he's such a trash talker. <laughs> During the fights, just yeah. jaw, jaw, jaw. <laughs> yeah. Like, like just punching the punching Cater when he wasn't even looking, and then like just dodging when he wasn't looking was just like I got really excited watching that um, that whole sequence there. And there was one point when he fought Ortega, like he was actually showing him like how to defend his strikes. Like he's like, all right, yep, get him up, and then it's like, it's like he like took his hand, like get up. I'll just show you the video later. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this dude really is like, he's either just trying to have fun in there, like really like toying around with his opponents. I thought during that Ortega match too. Maybe it was another one that I watched today, but I thought during that Ortega match, he kind Holloway just kind of faked a a. Uh, a <laughs> He didn't go down to the ground, but he faked a wobble. <laughs> or oh, or I think it wasn't even striking, and he was just faking a wobble like he got hit. It was really funny. I might have to look into that one. I think yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Holloway definitely best boxer in the UFC, has very strong strikes. And the one thing that, and I mentioned this with Leo Letson, um, Yeah, Rodriguez, it's been a while since he has fought. And so mm-hmm. I think that might end up playing a factor with his open stance, him not fighting a whole lot, and Max Holloway's pinpoint striking. I'm going to take Holloway as well. And I actually have him winning by third round KO. Oh, you don't think it'll happen sooner, huh? No, I think it's going to, like, because it's been a while for Holloway, too, because he hasn't fought in since. Yeah. Well, yeah, he fought. He, oh, he fought on the first card this year in January. So it's been almost a year since he has fought. So sure. I think him, so he's kind of dealing with a little bit of ring rust as well. Not as big as Yair Rodriguez is, but right. he's, I think he's got to get a little bit more comfortable. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But once he gets it going, and I feel like his magic round is three. He always seems to get most of his opponents out in the third round. Sure. He's just worn them down mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mostly mentally, probably. <laughs> oh, most likely mentally. But I think that's all for our predictions. Um, only one was different. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so, is our usual. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll see. Um, Let's talk a little bit about some MMA news. There was not a whole lot this week. Well, maybe because most of the fights were going on. Um, as we mentioned before, Canelo did win his fights in yeah. the 11th round. Am I correct? I, I couldn't tell you. I haven't even watched that yet. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so Canelo won his fight. A little minor, well, not a little minor news, but a little bit of comedy um apparently at the end of 268 uh Dylan Danis was allegedly slapped by Ali and I'm not going to try to pronounce (laughs) the manager of most of the well-known fighters like Khabib and Kamaru all those fighters like you a manager how does that even happen um (laughs) apparently Ali declined to comment um and it's funny because Ali slaps Dylan Danis, and Danis is the one that has to be removed from the building. I, so. I just, 
anytime I think about a man slapping someone, it just, men don't do that. You work with fighters, dude. You box him. <laughs> you punch him. <laughs> Unless you're the Diaz brothers. Well, that's true. What did anyone say what they were, what caused the altercation? No, nothing really has popped up from it. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm sure there'll be a video that surfaces at some point, but so far it's been almost a week. Nothing's popped up yet. I need that kind of gossip in my life. <laughs> uh, here, let me actually, I probably, oh, no, I do have it up. I will actually. Maybe Dana said, you hit like a girl, and then he got slapped. <laughs> Hold on, here we go. Okay. It actually, there's a little, there's a Wikipedia, or on Twitter, when you type in Dylan Dennis, it just says, Dylan Dennis slapped. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's nothing about it. It just says that he was slapped and um, he declined to comment. Nothing really. Maybe it was an accident. Like accidentally slapped you. Ooh, maybe he was trying to steal French fries. Yeah, there's, a, there's some uh, gossip right there. You yeah, saw, let's like, start that. Let's start something juicier, though. Okay. Oh, maybe, um, maybe a Butterfinger. Butterfinger. <laughs> I like it. I'll lay a hand on my Butterfinger. And he did, and look what happened. He got him slapped. You got slapped. <laughs> I am mildly disappointed they didn't say bitch slapped either. Right. Like, they could have uh, put, like, a sentence enhancer in there. Yeah. I'd be okay with the sentence enhancer. <laughs> Oh, it'd be funny if it was backhanded slap, though. That'd oh, yeah. Yeah. Or with a glove. <laughs> like like just a double like slap with a glove. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out eventually, but as far as we know, that's all we know about the situation. Yeah. Hopefully. <sighs> I'm praying to the MMA gods up there that they give us something, some kind of video or some kind of detail of what happened. Someone has to have a video. Yeah, someone has to have been, had to have been there and had recorded it. Maybe, well, I mean, if it was just a, a random, not even an argument, somebody just slapped somebody, then mm -hmm. maybe there is no video. Maybe, maybe too quick. Great. I'm going to think about this all night. <laughs> Is there a video or not? I don't know. Um, but the only other bit of MMA news left is, so I think we talked about a while ago that Jorge Masvidal was set to be the featured fight against Leon Edwards for 269, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was reported on Wednesday that Jorge Masvidal had to pull out of his fight next month. Sad face. Sad face indeed. Um, apparently had an undisclosed injury. And so he was, he's forced to be out. Um, Leon Edwards is again without an opponent. Um, but apparently- Oh, wait a minute. 
Did you see my tweet today about that woman who crushed her husband's testicles with a book? I think I did hear about that. Maybe that's Jorge's wife. Oh, I don't think Jorge would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think I don't think Masvidal's married though. Oh, come on! Don't ruin the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor, poor, poor Jorge. <laughs> As I'm holding my own, like that just hurts. <laughs> it hurts so much. Wait, Jorge's not married. He's kind of mm-hmm. cute. He's got a kid from an ex-girlfriend. That's oh, bad. That's all but, right. Oh, but that was, but this happened like years ago before, yeah. I think before you really started fighting. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Um, so you're saying there's a chance I mean if you want to take a chance I'm like I will support it 100% no thank you (laughs) okay yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, but apparently some names have thrown some people have thrown their names into the hats oh who has thrown their name into the hat there's one person in mind that's thrown their name into the hat Uh, Apparently, the video wanted to start early. So, this person wanted to throw his name into the hat. This is the live weather. Now, in the UC, smash everybody, take the bonus, and they cook us now. A good friend, Hamzat Shemayev, has thrown his name into the, um, has thrown his name in the hat. I forgot. I should probably stop sharing. Hey, um, he wants to kill everyone. He does. So why not? He want, he, and he wants to smash everybody. <laughs> smash, yeah. kill, smash everybody, kill everybody, take the bonus, uh, take the bonus, and then he's gonna go sit on uh, Yas Island and drink some cocoa nuts. Maybe he smashes cocoa nuts. Maybe he smashed. Never mind. Never mind. That would be painful. I couldn't make a joke of it. I couldn't finish <laughs> the joke. <laughs> Um, yes, Hamza Shemayev threw his name in there. Gilbert Burns has thrown his name in there. And apparently, one Nick Diaz has thrown his name in there. Mm, mm, mm. But Who I'm, do we want to see? Um, smash everyone, take the bonus checks, and drink cocoa. Of course we do. Of course. That's the right answer. Yeah. I, I, everyone wants to see a smashing. <laughs> Wait, that that came out kind of weird. That came out kind of funny, but weird okay. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, all at once. I'm not mad about it though. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because Ron messaged me when Hamza Chimaya threw his name in there. He's like, "I just want to see him smash someone." Like, yeah, I kind of want to see him smash someone too. Yeah, Although. All the good gyms teach smishing. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although it's actually funny that he threw his name in there because Hamza Shemayev and Leon Edwards were supposed to fight each other late last year until first it was, I think it was Leon that tested positive for COVID and then Hamza Shemayev tested positive for COVID. And then that's when Hamza had dealt with all those lingering effects and 
semi-retired at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So bring back Edwards versus Shemaev and let's see Leon Edwards go up against a true smashing champion. <laughs> I just kind of rolled with that one. We should nickname him the Smasher. That would be a fun nickname for him. I, I don't remember what his, I wonder what his nickname is. No, he ha, I know he has one. I just don't know what it is. What would be funny is if he were from, uh, what's the potato country? Ireland? Mm-hmm. With all the potatoes. And he was from Ireland and he was a real potato smasher. <laughs> that would be good. We need to do something with that on Twitter. Like, have like a come up with the best nickname for Hamza Shemayev that includes the word smash and we'll give you a prize. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, the fight actually, no, UFC 269 is a month away from this recording. Oh, for so. fuck's sake. <laughs> Seems like forever. Because the sooner we get to 71, the sooner the happier I'll be. <laughs> and you don't want to see uh, Dustin Poirier or Amanda Nunes fight? Well, that's true too. <laughs> Always a silver lining. We'll skip, we'll skip some of the more non-important parts. We'll yeah. Stop for the important parts and then go from there. And then fast forward. We're yeah. fast forwarding. There you go. But except for Thanksgiving, got to keep Thanksgiving. Fine, I'll let you keep Thanksgiving. <laughs> Speaking of holidays, I forgot to mention this before. Um, I went to FKTC wants to thank all the past and present veterans that have served our country. Yes, that's a great idea. Thank you so much. Salute to you guys. Salute. And not um, the middle finger. No, not the middle finger. Not that for veterans. only reserved for Conor McGregor. <laughs> or Colby Covington. Or Colby Covington. <laughs> Junior. He's he's McGregor Jr. <laughs> um, I have a lot of veterans in my family. Yay. Yes. Hmm. Dating back to like the Russian war, it's crazy how far back. Nice. Yeah. Um, My mother is an Air Force veteran. So, wow. Yeah. Um, And I think my dad was in the military, was in the army, although Mm -hmm. that's a story for another day. I think my, yeah, my stepdad was too. Um, but I don't talk about it a lot. Reasons. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. reasons why for that. Um, and of course, I know a lot of friends. And oh wait, well, someone else did serve too. My great grandfather served in. I think he served in World War. No, he was born around World War. Yes, I think he served in World War Two, and mine served in Vietnam War Two. So. It's crazy how far um, fighting has has touched everyone's life. 
Right. Like we all know somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. But thank you to all the veterans, past mm-hmm. and present that have served. And on thank that you. note, I think that's all we have for this evening. Yes. Um, Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see a smashing soon. Um, so if you want to send voice questions, you want to send us questions, comments, suggestions, anything under the sun, you can reach us at our podcast Twitter page at FKTC pod, or you can reach us individually as long as there's no funny business. Um, reach Laurel at Rain Basin. You can reach me, Ty, at TyFlyGuy15. And on that note, sorry, something flew in my eye. Protect your faces from Laurel's <laughs> kicks. Protect your nets, necks from my throat cuddles. And our golden rule. Never leave it in the hands of the judges. And until then, we will see. Let me check the schedule real quick. It's not Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving yet. So, yeah, we yes. I just want to make sure because I know there's no fight card during Thanksgiving. It's like, yeah, we don't normally record around those times. But you guys will be in for a treat because you will get to see us next week. Well, that's not see us. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. You know. You know what we mean. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we will have an episode next week. Um, We'll be covering the. Oh, Oh, it's uh, the the rebooking of Ketlin Vieira versus Misha Tate next week. Oh, well, that'll be fun. Yeah. So we will get a female main event fight. Fun times. (laughs) Um, So we'll have an episode next week, but the following week will be off mostly because it's thanksgiving and there's no fight card really to cover so mm-hmm. Woo. maybe we'll do uh, if i if we have time we might do that project that you discussed about the oh. whole if oh. there's i think there might be some time like mid oh yeah maybe before thanksgiving okay but okay. don't want to spoil it all we're not okay. spoiling it all but we will see you guys next week for another episode of the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. Bye.